0: Walsh has got it, twigging around, gee the tackle was a little high, Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite, gone hopeful, now Jamari Ugelhagen kicks it long, it's got a lot of carry, that's something extraordinary, it's a high five from Jamari in glory, it's coming back, Hey guys, and welcome to the 32nd edition of the In The Sand Show. Today, we're covering all the AFL trades throughout the AFL trade period and the trade week. So let's get into the trades. The first trade of the trade period was James Jordan heading up north to Sydney. James Jordan comes in as an unrestricted free agent. He was a premiership player for the Melbourne Demons. Unfortunately, he didn't get any minutes in the grand final, but he kept his medi sub position pretty strong throughout that year um, and he heads up to Sydney where Sydney are looking to rebuild and bring in some key plays in from other sides like the likes of Taylor Adams, Brady Grundy is much more as well um, and I, I think that his introduction into the Sydney side will boost their midfield and uh, I, th- I think that's something they need. They're trying to go all out after pretty lacklustre last year. Look, they made the finals but Probably should have beat Carlton in the finals, but they I don't think they had the power to run over Carlton. I think that's what they're trying to develop um, now. The next trade is Matt Flynn joining the Eagles. Now, after eight consecutive seasons with the Giants coming through as a draftee in the Giants Academy, he heads to the West Coast Eagles after Kieran Briggs has come out of nowhere following his emergence as the key ruckman. For the GWS, he hasn't found his position in the GWS side very often, looking for more minutes to a West Coast side. that had a pretty, pretty poor uh, last year, finishing last place, and they're looking to bring in some key players as well, some role players. Nick he retired. Now you've got Matt Flynn come in. Hopefully he can get some more minutes under his belt at the Eagles. The next trade is defender Joel Hamling joining Sydney as an unrestricted free agent as well. This will be his fourth AFL club after previously being listed at Geelong, the Western Bulldogs and Fremantle. Again, another player, Sydney, look to get over to just strengthen their side, probably um, increase their depth into next year. I think they're looking for a pretty big next year. and bringing a lot of players, giving away a lot of picks as well. You think they're going to do well next year? And I... I think they'll do well. He's come from Fremantle. It, was, it will be interesting to see uh, how he goes for the Swanies. see how many minutes he gets. You, will he start um, round one or will he be pushing to the VFL side? You don't know. So we'll see how he goes there. Well, another big one here, it's Tom Duda going over to the Brisbane Lions uh, after a four-year contract. Um, from Adelaide and this is one Adelaide is it's a big loss for Adelaide. Tom Dude, uh he, he's a really strength, strengthened defender. And I think him joining the Brisbane side is going to be really pivotal for them. And after eight consecutive seasons with this with the Crows, his move to Brisbane is going to be really pivotal for them. After an unlucky loss in the grand final, they're going all out Next year, Brisbane, and you'd think they'd be the premiership favourites for the next year uh, in the 2024 season. So this would be another great lift to their uh, to their list. Another one that's been done is Asava Louis heading over to Port Adelaide. Now, this was one that took ages to go through. Obviously, a lot of negotiations. Geelong didn't want to give him up for um, not as much as they wanted. They wanted specifically what they wanted and... Didn't give it up. And eventually this deal got done. I'm pretty sure a first round pick got the job done for Radical Louis. And Geelong will use that first round pick probably for another key defender. Uh, but Sam DeConing takes the huge role of being their key defender in the back line. And for Radical Louis moving over to Port, him and Aliyah Leah, maybe you can see him in the ruck a little bit more often. But it's another interesting trade. Love to see how he goes uh, next year. Another really interesting one, veteran Ruckman, Tom, Todd Goldstein heads over to the Bombers. Now, the Bombers are trying to strengthen their side so much next year. They've brought in so many pivotal players that can play roles that, are, that can be extremely fundamental um, to their game next year. And I think that after a pretty lackluster year, they probably should have done much better than they did. It's just... Things just didn't go their way. Obviously, a new coach. They tried a couple of things out. You'd think they'd maybe go be a top eight side next year, um, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Veteran ruckman Goldstein coming into your side. They've got a couple tools already. How how does he fit in? That's that's what I'm looking at. Does he go straight to being a ruckman, or they move him as more of a backline or a key defender in? Um, replacement for the, for Zerk Thatcher or do they move him up forward and have a really tall forward line? It, it's a really interesting one and, and why he moves to Essendon really late in his, in his career and being the, the most pivotal player for uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos for years. And that's a, he's a player that North have been built around for years or especially around their midfield. He's, he's really key for them, but, um, if they move him back with Ben Mackay or they send him for it, it's an interesting one. And maybe he's just going there for a bit of um, leadership or experience into the young side. But again, another interesting one. Another one heading over to Essendon from the Ruse is Ben Mackay. Now, he heads over as a key defender. And they've got a first round pick in compensation for Ben Mackay, which I think is just a little bit ridiculous for a player like Ben McKay. He's obviously a really good defender. Um, He can be pivotal, but has he found his feet at North? I don't think so. He's been in a side that's been like in the bottom half of the table for years and seeing him move over to um, Essendon as a first in response to a first round pick And then there's talks he's going to be on a million dollars a year or something close to that. It's a bit ridiculous, but I think Essendon know what they want and he's definitely going to have to play a key role for them if he's going to come in with all that money by his side and in return for a first rounder. So interesting to see how he goes as well. Um, Essendon are going to have a huge year that brought in a lot of imports and... To see how they'll go after it to bounce back from a year that they had, hopefully you would think they'd do well. The next trade is James Harms moving over to the doggies. Now he's another Premiership demon who hasn't got many minutes over at the D's this year. Didn't play in the finals. He was he really had his spot in the VFL most of the time, and you got a he. They secured a future third round pick in return for him. So I think the Ds wanted to get rid of him and I think a new spot for him would be pretty good at the Doggies. Obviously, I think they're building depth. They've, they're they going to have to go for another big year as well because there's talks they're going to get rid of Jamari eagle Hagen If they've got Aaron Norden, Jamari eagle Hagen bring in likes of James Harms they can really boost up their team, make them a, a secure top eight spot, um it, it's it's pivotal for the club and you think they're just a bit unlucky this year not making the eight. I think they should have made the eight. Obviously, I think Bontebelli should have won the Brownlow as well. So they had a big year, and I think next year is definitely could be their year, and I don't see how it can't. The next trade is Dylan Stevens moving to north as well. Now Dylan Stevens was a former number five pick in the draft didn't find his feet at the swanies He's looking for a new hope at the kangas and you'd think midfield time would be probably a bit unlikely at north and how does he fit into the team in the midfield or they try to adapt him a little bit it's it's another really interesting one because he's obviously looking for minutes because he couldn't find his feet at the swanies he's coming with a lot of expectation to the swans being the number five pick for them for years back. Uh, but I don't know. Again, this is another one where I don't see how he's going to benefit from being into a north side. Obviously, he's trying to develop. He's trying to be in a team where collectively they're trying to boost up the morale of the club, the team. They, they've been around last, second last for years now, and you think with their compensation picks that they're getting, Another, a lot of key players that they've brought into the side, how they're going to fit in, and then bring in all these kids through draft as well. So how North's going to look at it, they've got rid of a couple players as well. They're going to start fresh. And uh, with Alistair Clarkson, I think he's trying to build that team up to be something like a Hawthorne team that in that dynasty that they did have. But I don't know how. They've got to start from scratch. The next trade was uh Chris Burgess moving over to the Crows. Now, tall Chris Burgess got his trade wish landing at Adelaide in a deal that also netted the Crows pick 14 in this year's draft. So a couple picks have been exchanged there. If I'm correct, he did have a couple um he did win the VFL leading goal kicker goal kicking. Um, but I think with Jed Walter coming into the to the to the Suns, and they they're, they're going to bring in a lot of a lot of key players through their academy. The Gold Coast Academy of producing so much great talent, and I think with key forward Jed Walter coming in, Chris Burgess is going to have no chance of playing AFL footy. So I think this move to Adelaide will definitely boost his career, um, and I think he'll get a bit more minutes in the AFL. But They've got they've got a couple of tools there, Adelaide. They've got Taylor Walker to see how he fits in with them. is another interesting case, but I think he's made the right move to get away from the Suns. Also, we've got another trade here: it's Brody Grundy moving to his third club in three years. So he was obviously at Collingwood at the end of 2022, moved to Melbourne for 2023. For 2024, he's off to Sydney now. Grundy's another interesting case. He couldn't really find his feet in the Melbourne side this year. Maybe I think they could have made an error picking him up. But how he would have fit in the Collingwood side this year is another one I think he would be sitting on the bench and not playing for Melbourne and Collingwood if he was on any of these lists. So to move out to a Sydney side to be their key Ruckman where they've lost, retired, now retired, Tom Hickey, he'll... Go straight into that Ruckman position, but last year he just couldn't find his feet, didn't play any finals, they went out in straight sets, the Ds, Maxi Gorn was their key player, their key Ruckman, and that rotation was just, I didn't see it working, um, at times it did, but if you want to play, a, like two Ruckmans that are a really, they're two really good Ruckmans, you have to sit one forward all the time, or one's going to be off, so, I don't know how Melbourne looked at it, um, bringing him in, but I'm sure that if he stayed at Collingwood, he wasn't going to get played as well because Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox just stepped up this year as well. So I think a good. this is another good move for him, try to find his feet. He's moving with his friend at the Collingwood footy club, Taylor Adams as well. So hopefully that boosts his morale up a bit because I think after the year he had, team made the finals, went out in straight sets, He didn't get much game time, didn't play any finals. I think this will be a good move for him to start at the club that's looking for something really big uh, next year. Now, talking about Collingwood and trades to Sydney, Taylor Adams, vice-captain of the Collingwood Footy Club, moves over to the Swans as well. Now, this is a really interesting one because Adams obviously done his hamstring in their training and didn't play the grand final. It's a pretty sad story because... Players like Taylor Adams really build this club up. The way he runs at the footy, the way he tackles hard, the way he plays for the boys. He's a vice-captain. He's a Collingwood vice-captain. And to see him leave after winning a grand final was something when I saw the news was just a bit shook by. Taylor Adams was a part of the club for years and been, been a part of all the ups, been a part of all the downs. And after winning a flag, you'd think that, you'd think, that he'd want to stay at the club, but I think maybe not being a part of the grand final side, maybe could have got to him or that he didn't get much midfield time this year. We saw him sit at half forward majority of majority of the year. And I think his move to Sydney will definitely allow him to get more midfield time. Um, and also bring in a lot of leadership that he's developed at the Collingwood footy club. So But for Collingwood, I think this this one that one door closes, another door opens. Finn McRae, he's a player that Collingwood should be that should be in Collingwood's best 23. He kills it in the VFL, and he just can't find his spot. We've got too many key players, and I think with with Adams leaving, we can see um, Finn McRae get into the side. And now Ginnivan's left as well. Lockie Schultz is in the side, so I think Collingwood is just trying to. This will obviously help Collingwood, but for a player like Taylor Adams to leave, will obviously hurt us a bit, but um, good luck to him uh, at the Sydney Swans. Another trade we've got is Zach Fisher moving over to North as well. Carlton couldn't find him a lot of time in their games this year. So I think this is another move where he's just looking to develop as a player, get some AFL minutes and develop under a side that's developing collectively as again, um, under Clarko, be under Alex de Clarkson would be. It, it's it's huge for a player. What he's achieved, he can develop so many players into the players they want to be, and into a club that will achieve. And you saw when he started last year, he won the first two games, and then they didn't win for ages. They only won their last game. So let's hope that these introductions of certain players um, help the Kangas develop this year. Another one we've got is Jay Gresham moving to the Bombers. It's another, another weird one. Jay Gresham's been part of St. Kilda forever. You can't see him. Um, you don't recognize him under any other colors. And to see him go to the Bombers again, they're trying to develop and they're trying to create a new philosophy under their club. I think this is another good move for the Bombers to get players that are pretty big from other clubs and that have provided a lot and become big names at other clubs, will definitely help them try to become that big club that they once were, that once club that used to achieve a lot, be up there. They haven't been up, been there for years, haven't made finals for years. And I think this could be yeah, where they could see themselves playing finals the next year with the introduction of Jay Gresham. It's huge. With Grundy departing, Melbourne bring in Tom Fullerton from the Lions. Another one, not many minutes played for Brisbane this year. Didn't feature in the grand final loss. He developed his position into a VFL player pretty quickly. And I think this is just a straight replacement for Grundy. Now, I think this is another, I think it's a good trade. Tom Fullerton, he can play a role, role for, um, the D's, if he has to go forward, he'll I reckon he'll do a great job just sitting forward and you let Gorn take over the ruck work, or if Gorn has to come off, he just goes straight in. So I think this is a better combination than Grundy Gorn, Fullerton Gorn, I think is just a bit more suitable for the club. Tyler Brockman moves west. His wish to go back west and go to the West Coast Eagles was achieved. He moves over there. Again, they're trying to bring in a couple couple players that can develop the club, get them off the back that they were last year. They suffered a lot last year, some really tough losses. That big one to Sydney, every week they copped it. And I think bringing a speedy gun like Tyler Brockman can definitely build up their spirits. Um, a, a good trade for the Eagles and someone that can definitely help them out Uh, For next year. Now the Kangaroos have picked up Tiger, Big O, Nguyen. And this is another weird one. He hasn't had much time at all for uh, the Tigers um, this year. Developed his VFL position pretty quickly. And I'm not sure how he fits into the North Melbourne side either. So again, another one. He's been exchanged for pick number 65. And... This comes just days after North signed X Swan Toby Pink as a delisted free agent. New one just played the one AFL game in twenty twenty two against Hawthorne in round nine. So to see him be a key player for the Kangas is another interesting one, but I'm sure depth will be huge for them and his defensive depth will be perfect for the Kangas in a hope to develop. Another done deal. We've got Lockie Schultz heading to the Pies. I think this has got to be trade of the, trade of the trade period. Lockie Schultz is just such a key player for Frio. He's p- part of their score involvements majority of the time. I think he's better than Ginnivan, and that that would annoy majority of Collingwood supporters as Ginnivan is a cult figure for the Pies. And but I think Lockie Schultz will provide something to the Collingwood football team that we need. Um, and our small forward lineup's just going to be unbelievable next year. Jamie Elliott, Bo McCurry, and Lockie Schultz. They're, they're three players that can just, just kill it for the players. They're quick, they can kick kick goals, and they can just be really like, like pests. They're pests for the opposition. And having to match up against players like that would just be borderline annoying. And I think having Lockie Schultz as a Collingwood player could definitely bring us onto a double premiership going back-to-back, back and having him over Ginovan. Ginovan didn't provide a lot this year. He didn't play as much as he played in 2022. he come into the side. He wasn't really there to kick a lot of goals. He was more there to um, set them up, and saw that when he came off the bench and came off being a sub um, against Geelong in the later half of the season where Collingwood finally got that win after a couple losses. losses, um, he had a couple of shots of goal and just gave it off. So I think having Bucky Shields, he'll be definitely a more pivotal player than Ginevin was. Um, and I think this is a, a perfect trade for Collingwood, get a player in return for Ginevin as well. Liam Henry moves to the St Kilda Footy Club, another um, small forward heading to the Saints and this will definitely be um, a straight swap for Jay Gresham and you'd think him being a wingman could be possible as well and I I think Liam Henry will be pivotal for um, pivotal for the St Kilda Footy Club they're looking probably to go back to back and being playing in the finals and I think Liam Henry can definitely make that happen Um, he used to be a Top 10 pick, former top 10 pick. Played 43 games for Frio. He's rolling the wing, averaging 20 disposals. It's it's just going to be huge for the St. Kilda Footy Club, and having him in there will definitely boost their spirits. You could see him and Bradley Hill on the wing. That's just dangerous. The next trade is Shade McAdam heading over to Melbourne. Melbourne have been really busy in this trade period, picking up a couple guns and crows forward McAdam. Heads over to the Ds uh, in return for a future second-round selection. He just played seventeen senior games this year, not getting the minutes he probably wanted. And this move to Melbourne will definitely boost the depth in Melbourne's side. But I'm not sure, again, how, how does he fit into Melbourne's team? Their small forwards are pretty good at the moment. So to see him fitting in will be interesting. We'll have to wait and see on round one. Now, we've got a four-club trade here. We're just going to touch on the players, not the picks. We've got Paddy Dow moving over to St. Kilda. Now, Paddy Dow got his wish to move from Carlton to St. Kilda, while Nick Caulfield is on his way out of St. Kilda to join the Western Bulldogs. Now, a couple picks um, have been traded there. I'll, we'll go through the details of it. This is, this is like the biggest one Um out of the trade period. you got Carlton receiving a future third-round pick, future fourth-round pick, future fourth-round pick as well. And Carlton give up Paddy Dow, a future third and a future fourth pick. Essendon receive, pick 35, a future fourth. And Essendon give up, pick 52, a future third. It just keeps going on. Say to receive Paddy Dow, pick 40, future third-round pick, give up Nick Coffield, pick 35, pick 56, and a future fourth, while the Doggies receive Nick Caulfield, pick 52, pick 56, and the Doggies give up, pick 40, and a future fourth. So that's that's if you can get your head around at that one, um, that'll be <laughs> good. <laughs> Next trade we've got is Ivan Soldo heading over to South Australia to lead Port's Ruck division in 2024. Richmond's Premiership player, Ivan Soldo, is set to lead Port Adelaide's ruck department next season after being traded to the power on last Wednesday. Now, Tigers got a couple picks in return for him, but to see him head over to Port, it would boost their side, and I think seeing them in a grand final could definitely happen Um, next year. They've brought in some really key players, and I think his position in the ruck for Port is just going to be pivotal. It's going to develop their midfield even more and their young midfield's crazy at the moment. Zach Barnes, Connor Rossi leading the way and having Ivan Soldo as their rock is going to be pivotal for them. The another trade this is a big one as well. Jack Ginevin is now a hawkie, he heads over to his side that he followed when he was a kid. Just won the premiership a couple of weeks ago, heads over to a new club. So not sure how um, what developed through his head, but obviously seeing Lockie Schultz being brought into the club will definitely um, change your mind if you want to be there. He didn't get much minutes uh, this year, didn't play in many games. That mid part of the season, we saw him playing in the VFL often, and he tried to develop into a midfield position. We saw him in some games going into the middle, but um, I think his move to Hawthorne will be uh, just better for his career and his development, I think, if – he stayed at Collingwood. He wouldn't get many minutes. Um, and I think going over to Hawthorne would be the right choice. They're developing as a great club this year. And I think having him in that team, um, that Hawthorne team, again, they're going to push for top eight next year. The way they play footy's is lovely and I think he'll fit in well. Jordan Sweet moves over to Port Adelaide. Another um, Ruckman heading over to Port. He didn't get... Again, another player that didn't get many minutes at the doggies. Him and Ivan Soldo, you've got the Salva Radagalui. They're, they're going to be pretty stacked with the tall players. They're already a pretty tall side and a pretty tough side to play as well. Uh, Port, but I think Jordan Sweet heading over there, it's going to be great for them as well. Elijah Hollands joins his brother from moving from the Gold Coast over to Carlton now. I think he's been caught up in a, some drug matters, and I'm not sure what his um, plan for 2024 is going to look like. Not sure how many minutes or will he be allowed to play, but he'll be joining his brother Ollie Holland's um, to play for the Blues next year. And his uh, introduction into the side will again be um, be interesting to see how he fits in and um, how his role is going to impact the Carlton game. Jacob Kuszitsky. Moves over from the tiger, sorry, from the Hawks to the Tigers. Uh, They've agreed to the for a deal. Uh, Tigers have sent pick number forty nine to the Hawks, Um, and he'll play a key position for the Tigers. And I don't think the Tigers will go far next year. I think they're going to be sitting around the back end of the table. And uh, I think he, he he's going to be a key position for. Going to play a key position for the Tigers um, heading over there and hopefully getting some more AFL minutes. Billings heads over to Melbourne in another late trade. The Saints get rid of Jack Billings, former third round, sorry, former pick number three. Uh, He'll play for Melbourne next year. And the D's part way with a future third round pick in exchange for the 28 year old. Again, Seeing how he'll play a part in Melbourne's side, well, again, another really interesting one. Um, Melbourne have got a pretty stacked uh, team, and seeing how he plays. He just managed the 11 games in the past two seasons. He's had a lot of injuries, been injury-prone, um, and selection, he hasn't had a lot of hope in the AFL. Uh, seeing him play for the Ds, I'm not sure if he'll fall into like a leadership position or... Another interesting one to see how he goes. Jack Gunston moves back to the Hawks in return for Brandon Ryan. First, we're going to touch on Brandon Ryan heading over from the Hawks to the Lions. He got picked up in the mid-season draft from the Northern Bullants Ants um, in the VFL, and he headed to the Hawks for the back end of the season. He, he's a tall player, and he played a key position through the back end of the year, where in the 2022 trade period, Gunson left the Hawks heading to the Lions in hope for a new start, um, but he didn't find his feet at the Lions and uh, he's heading back to the Hawks uh, with just a, a year leeway in the middle of that. I think that's another big trade. I think Brandon Ryan can definitely develop into a key role player for the Lions, but how are you going to fit into that Lions forward line? It's, Unbelievable, And especially being a tall player as well, it's going to be tough for him. The Hawks also received Marbio Chou from the Gold Coast. I think the Hawks are just going to stack up on as many players as they can to develop their team. Their team's already pretty good. They just, ha- they just suffered a couple tough losses. They definitely got it in them to be a top eight side next year. They play a great brand of footy, and I think they're the next up-and-comers um, in the AFL. Next year, and I think Marvio Chol will be key for them. He was key for the Gold Coast in um, a couple of seasons, and he was the club's leading goal kicker in 2022. To see how he fits into Hawks forward line or into a ruck position, again another interesting one. But I think this is a great trade for the Hawks, and they'll pick up, um, pick up Chol, uh, and fit him into the side pretty well. and And I think all these plays they're gonna bring in Ginnivan Chol as many more Gunson, they're going to definitely lead them on to that pursuit of being a top eight side next year, um, and they've definitely got it in them to be. Zirk Thatcher heads over to Port Adelaide in return for Xavier Dursma joining Essendon. So Xavier Dursma heads over to Essendon, another player heading over to Essendon in hopes to make the top eight and um, rebuild their club. I think Dursma played a key position for uh, Port Adelaide this year and previous years, seeing him move over to the Bombers, it's it's another interesting one. Uh, he'll definitely thrive playing under the Bombers. He'll, he'll thrive playing anywhere, in my uh, opinion. But to see what the Bombers are doing, bringing so many players, getting rid of got to get rid of a couple. We obviously got the draft coming in as well. They've got so many star kids as well. Um, to see how this team's going to formulate next year, another really interesting one. And, um, I'm not sure if they'll play top eight next year. They're going to have to have a huge season And off the back of what they did this year, which was pretty poor, and probably probably led Zerk Thatcher heading over to Port. He played the role as the key defender um, in the Essendon side. And I think Zerk Thatcher moving over to uh, Port Adelaide, it's, it's going to be key for them. And I think Port Adelaide will be up there um, as grand final favourites to take out the and the last trade of the trade period was Massimo D'Ambrosio heading over from Essendon over to Hawthorne. And I think he he's a great player. He just hasn't got many minutes under Essendon. I don't know why. He's come on a couple times times um, as the tactical sub. There was that game against um, North Melbourne where Essendon just got over the line, comes on off the bench and just wins him the game. And I'm not sure why um, Essendon didn't play him as much as they should because I think his, his role in a team is crucial and most teams would probably want a player like him. Um, he can just come on off the bench and just provide whatever. But if they start him um, week in, week out, the Hawks will definitely be a, a side that's going to be up there. Um, and his pressure that he brings into the side and the way he can lift up the team, it will be crucial for the Hawks and again Hawks are going to thrive next year so many key so many key players um bringing in to their side and I think it's it's just going to develop them um Sam Mitchell's dev, dev, definitely formulating a great plan for the Hawks next year. Well that wraps up the In the Stand show for this week this week. So thank you for listening to the In the Stand show. I hope you enjoyed me covering all the AFL trades I'll catch you on Saturday. Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle, was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite, Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugelhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari glory. It's coming back. He got it.